I don't, did you, I don't know, like, there, she's out there. You're the Florida version of Sex in the City, JD. That's when I was smoking my cigar. <laughs> don't be an asshole today. Hello. Hello. <laughs> error, <that> was. <laughs> error 404. So um, we got Katie Hall coming on in a minute. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're really good. We're good friends. And as a matter of fact, we just went to the Don French show together. I saw the pictures you sent. Wow. Yeah, it's fun. Um but I wanted her to come on and talk a little bit about the London Raiders softball league team. Um, mm-hmm. So she's uh, got all the goods on that because we never have had anybody talk about sports yet. No, we have not. <laughs> right? I, I mean, thought about that, yes. We've been doing this a long time. So yeah, so I uh, I really wanted her to come on and talk about it because she's got some really interesting stuff. We were talking about it in the car. So I'm going to let her in now, Miss Katie Hall. And uh, look at we'll that. talk a little bit about that. There she is. <laughs> I wore a sports shirt. <laughs> she got the Raider shirt. Howard <laughs> <Alec> King shirt. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> You need to sponsor a team of some sort, JD. I should. Yeah. I want to. Yeah. I want to. <laughs> <laughs> we, I was just telling uh, JD um, that we, in all the time we've been doing this, we have not had uh, any discussions on sport. None. I just can't believe that. It's such I... a queer <laughs> fundamental. <laughs> right? I mean, how many times, I'm sure you've seen, like on Twitter and whatnot, like I'm always putting out a call for football players, softball players, baseball, anybody that has to do sports, nobody. Oh, maybe it's that we don't like to talk about it as much. (laughs) On the down low. Yeah, keep it on the deal. It's crazy because you should be a total chick magnet if you play sport of any kind. Well, I'm not going to discuss my track record with uh, <laughs> previous relationships and playing sport, but <laughs> it's still the place where the girls go. <laughs> it is, it is. Yeah. Although the older I get, the more uh, the more already in a relationship they are. So I was I was totally thinking that you were going to say the older I get, the more it is about the game and not the <laughs> that's fantastic oh wow so i was telling jd a little bit about the the fact that the let's let's start from the beginning Mm -hmm. the league uh how long it's been going on and then we'll Mm -hmm. go how long you've been playing Mm -hmm. yeah so raiders or london raiders started off uh, as a club called rainbow raiders i think and I think there might have even been another iteration before that. And last year, we celebrated our 30th anniversary as a club. So 30. that gives you, yeah. yeah, that gives you a sense of like the length of the club. Um, I think back in the early days, it was just a group of LGBTQ people like playing in, I think, East London, maybe Haggerston Park or somewhere like that. Just kind of getting together. Um and then they started playing more as a team and then it became Rainbow Raiders and then became London Raiders. And right. now how many teams are within the league? So, well, there's, so there's separate things. So within Raiders, the club, we have six teams and then we play um, primarily across a London league, which has probably about 60 to 70 teams in it. So, yeah, so we we make up a good percentage of the league itself. But, yeah, it's a very um, well kind of highly functioning, well-established league now. Um, like when I first started, I think there might have only been four divisions and it's grown to six um, from very, very competitive 
down to brand new and then our six teams kind of spread across those divisions fantastic yeah so you don't play a, a, a lot against the same teams you're playing a different team all the time yeah so our yes yeah, so our own teams don't often play against each other but but we do sometimes so year on year we'll have a one or two teams maybe in the same division and so like this year we had three teams all in the, the rec division and so we played each other a lot and kind of you know have these big raiders derbies where everyone comes down and you know we have some music going and you know it's all good fun and um this year at one of them one of our players is a zumba teacher and he did like this big flash mob zumba kind of <laughs> dance for us and you know put it all on instagram so yeah they're they're, they're nice events when we have a, a raiders derby match for sure so is that all women or is it mixed no it's co-ed so um and our club is I'd say it's got an even split of like male female genders but we've also got um a growing number of non-binary players joining the sport as well which has been fantastic it's it's really amazing and you've been playing in this league for how long so this was my 17th season which just blows my mind yeah so in 2006 um I moved back to London having been away for eight years um and when I moved back I was like right I don't really have any gay friends um I had like some school friends and family but no queer friends and I was like how do I find a community um and I'd always ever since I was little I'd watch a league of their own and I was like I'd love to love to give that a go so yeah. I just googled like LGBT sports teams um and at first I looked at basketball because I played that at, at college um and then softball came up and I got in touch and they were the people that got back to me and oh, wow. I literally haven't looked back I went along to a training session was made to feel very welcome um made to feel like there was a place for me as a complete beginner and novice um yeah and like that was 17 years ago I think so it's it's amazing it's yeah. uh, the funny thing is for me it was such a part of my youth mm -hmm. you know um and and not tied in with school and I think that's what I loved about it it was like the summer league the parks and recreation league yes where yeah that makes even though sense. you did go to school with all these, you know, same faces in the summer, it was, you know, you were playing softball. Like, yeah, it wasn't a school activity. It wasn't a school activity. My older cousins um, were the coaches, and some of the coaches worked at my mother's restaurant, you know, so it was like <laughs> everybody, yeah, everybody was connected in some weird way, and you, and you knew everybody, and the park was across the street from my cousin's house so you could run in there and get snacks you could drink from the garden hose out front you know it was like <laughs> it was really so fun and I and I played for so long it was like right up until I got my driver's license and then your whole world opens up right, right, right. <laughs> but Did your um, restaurant sponsor the team no it was it was totally city run so it was all oh, okay. the, the town of Niagara sponsored yeah. all the teams and then you were just like by the color of your shirt played other other neighborhood teams you know very sandlot very sandlot that's like. so cool though I mean I think that's definitely something that lacks over here generally is um like more organized sport in general that's so accessible at that level like it's around the corner yeah and it's your neighborhood like right. that really my entire life that's never felt like a way I could participate in sport it's it it seems like it's all driven towards uh, soccer slash football. Yeah, if, here, but right? even then, it's like, you know, it's partly through school. There might be some sports teams. But if you actually want to do anything, like I did athletics and I was younger, you have to kind of have a parent that's going to drive you to somewhere. Over the place. To yeah. do it. You know, it's not just on your doorstep. And um, I think we miss out from that because team sports and that kind of camaraderie is such an important 
kind of thing oh, to be a part so of. Is. I'm still oh, yeah. friends with those girls. Yeah. yeah. You know, still friends with, with a lot of those girls, you know, Facebook friends with them. And it, it's just, you know, it was, you know, just, you didn't think twice about it. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's just, that's it. It's yeah. just fun. And everyone's Inky parks and rec shirt on, you got on your bike and you rode to the park, whether you had a practice or not, because when we didn't have a practice or, or anything or game, people were still out there playing anyway, yeah. you know, like my, all the coaches, my cousins and everybody they would stand <laughs> at home plate, throw the ball up and whack them. And they would try and hit them out of the park. And we would be standing <laughs> on the edge of the park with our heels yeah. the curb to the road, you know, trying to catch the bulls. Out, yeah. All their, all their pop flies all afternoon. Like, yeah. <laughs> And I think we do have an element of that. So as well as um, like, so the league plays weekday evenings between May and August, but our club starts training in March. So Saturday kind of mornings and afternoons, we have a little bit of that. You know, we all come together at about 11 and do some warm ups and do some skills training. And then it kind of tumbles into a pickup game and yeah, yeah. you know there is that really nice relaxed just you know hitting a ball it doesn't the outcome doesn't matter it's just exactly kind of playing and then um so like on bank holiday weekends we tend to do like pick one of the days and do just a few like games or or round robins and just kind of and people just know, yeah. like they just know to show up or it's part of a WhatsApp group or what? Yeah, know. yeah. So yeah. lots yeah. of communication channels. Yeah, mostly a WhatsApp group. Uh, we have WhatsApp groups for absolutely everything, uh, about 5,000. And then um, like, a, you know, Facebook, we have a, a kind of newsletter email, um, like an e-newsletter for members. Um, but yeah, just whatever way, word of mouth. I don't know, all of it. We're just trying Amazing. to tell people. Yeah. Did you have that, Jay, growing up or no? Growing up, I was not, I was, I played tennis like a maniac. Like I was not a team sport player because I was the person, as you can, won't be surprised by this, Denise. I was picked last for the team. You know how Janice Ian sung about that in X7? Yeah, I was that person. Oh, so, no wonder you I relate so much to that nervous. melancholy folk music. <laughs> I would get so nervous with everyone else, like depending, you know, my, what I did, you know, affected other people that I did not do well at team sports. So I played tennis. And so then when I was um, 21 years old and my first job was at the, working in a bank, the bank had a softball team. So they talked me into being on the softball team and they were saying, and the, it was a women's team and a men's team. And they said, it's just for fun. Don't worry about it. It's no pressure. So I joined the Boca Babes softball team from Sunrise Savings and Loan. <laughs> I was a savings and loan officer and uh, two games in and it was cutthroat. I used to, I was great because I had the hand-eye coordination, so I could hit the ball. I always hit the ball. And getting to first base, though, I was very surprised how far away first base is. Like, it's <laughs> that far, start running it. But I was in really good shape back then. You know, I was younger and, you know, thinner. But as soon as it started to get cutthroat serious, like two games in, I, could, I would swing and miss, like, the pressure was just too much for me. And oh. one girl actually got it in the throat and no one cared. They're like, get her off the field. They're shutting the lights off in five minutes. We got to get this last number. This last and I was like, what? And there, there I am. What happened to no pressure? What happened to the team just for fun? So, so the I, competitiveness put you off a little bit, huh? Yeah, because like all these people are depending on you. So that part of that, didn't do well for me. Like I just got a little. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't do well the rest of the season. Then I was picked last for that team too. I was benched most of the time. You. you spent a little time on the bench. <laughs> I was benched. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Funny. I appreciate that pressure. I think my husband at the time. He was my husband at the time. 
he uh, was on the men's team, right? Because all these women had partners that uh, they were they were on the men's team. So he was worse than I was at sports. He was not really, really. Believe it or not, he was he was not never a sports guy. So he gets picked on the team. He wasn't going to be on the team. He didn't want to be. But then somebody dropped out, so there was a spot for him. So he gets that guy's shirt because the shirts were already made. <laughs> he gets Jim, but his name is Thad. Right. So, <laughs> no one knew him on the team because these were all the women's partners, right? So it wasn't right. Like yeah, they don't work right. together or anything, right? Right. Oh, right. So he was yeah. worse, worse. So they put him out in outfield, and then they would say Jim, you know, because. <laughs> Ball was coming out. He's clueless because he's not him. I'd be so embarrassed. I was dying because everyone else's guys were like really into it. And they were like sports guys. There's my person. He's not even answering to his name because he wasn't Jim. That's so funny. I remember we had one girl that wasn't great. So we would always stick her in right field. And there was this neighborhood dog that everybody kind of took care of his yeah. name was tiger because he was had stripes <laughs> and and the dog would just be sitting like next to her and she'd be playing with with the dog and be like Sharon and boom you know like, like no yeah no way like oh oh right 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 you know but oh my god yeah we I mean we really did have some serious fun and Katie I think the thing that struck me the most was we had our little pride party here back in June. Yeah. And uh Stuart came and he's yeah. in the club as well. And um and we were sitting around talking and you brought a mitt and ball and, and everything like you were determined to get me out of my chair. Yeah. And I wasn't having it. <laughs> but um <laughs> and a couple drinks wasn't having it. But um, the thing I remember the most is two different size balls. Yeah. What is that about? Uh, it's one of those things. It kind of makes sense, but it is also annoying. So there's a 12 inch ball. Imagine an 11 inch ball. One inch. One inch. Yeah. But it Not makes as small a, as it a baseball. Makes a big, no, bigger than a baseball. It does make a difference. And um, the idea is to kind of level things out because it's a co-ed sport and oh. we're trying to avoid this idea that all the guys are big massive hitters and the women are there just to kind of prop up the numbers right so they introduce this smaller ball which goes further when it's hit so that the women and non-binary players can choose to hit that ball well are supposed to hit that ball instead and can opt to hit the bigger ball but the idea is it makes the hitting more equal um, and tries to level the playing field a bit. And I think in the main, it works. Um, and like within our league, the rules are very like strict about numbers. You can't, you can't kind of just have like a token woman on your, on your team. Right. It's, it's like, you know, it's, it's regulated as a maximum of half your team can be one gender. Um and then yeah so um there's a real sense of equal or equity in the participation which which is great because there's other leagues so that's the london league there are other leagues that are kind of like the corporate leagues there's an advertising league and a publishing league and a legal league like which are really dominated by expat players and um they, their rules are much more flexible i bet you know? <laughs> yeah we say expat we say flexible um, <laughs> what I want to know is, does it, does it mess with the pitcher? Like, does the pitcher go, oh, well, yeah. I mean, they have to learn how to Both, be able to right? switch between. Yeah. And manage that change because it's every other player, bat, you know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, wow. yeah. So it's a big deal. Mm. Yeah. Team, like that you have your, you know, your performance affects everyone else and, and if you screw up, you you know, you're bringing down everyone that's not just you. Well, so we, we have the joy of, because we have six teams that are spread across the different levels of experience and levels of play, 
Like you have the more competitive teams, which are in the higher division and they're for people that take it very, very seriously. And then you have, right. Then you have the rec teams where the new players can come in and where it's a bit more relaxed, more fun. And it's not like, you're just immediately trying to take away that pressure. It's not what it's about. So we have that that space to accommodate both both levels of play, which I think is really nice, and to allow kind of new players to come in and learn the game and see if there's some natural kind of talent and potential there or a competitive spirit that can kind of progress through the club. So it's nice that within one club we can accommodate all levels. And I think softball has this kind of this ability to be accessible to people that aren't traditionally sporty or or you know haven't have often been excluded from teams because it's fairly easy to pick up you can be you know if you're good at just one element like you're just good at hitting or you're just good at throwing or just good at catching that's enough mm-hmm. and you don't have to be particularly you know there's not that much running to do although it feels like there is when you're running 60 foot but it's you know it's not that much and you know you can kind of jog it and stuff so um it's a really good sport for people we think that have been traditionally excluded from team sports and because we have this setup where every year we have you know five ten fifteen completely new to softball players and potentially new to sport people Mm -hmm. we've got this space where we can bring people in and just make it a safe um fun comfortable space to to play and like this year we had enough people to create a whole new team that we put into the league and um it's just you know I think they've had for the feedback is they've just had a brilliant time getting to know each other becoming part of the club and learning the game and yeah we're we're very you know lucky and and in a in to be in this position to do that rather than new players come in and they're competing immediately with existing players for spots yeah. and teams yeah or tryouts oh my god exactly exactly so there's a place for everyone that's sweet yeah that is it's really cool and and they're they're all like um i love that you have so many events too yes. so outside of seeing you know someone at the field or at practice or at the game or playing against them you have these great parties you know too like yeah we, the, i mean absolutely. And Gemma to one of the softball parties you know yeah so fun we don't even play <laughs> yeah the social element is is a huge part of it too and um it, it really becomes a community and you know like like family in in all the positive and yeah uh interesting ways that that might be but yeah, yeah you know we have our key events like the start of season party which is everyone coming together i mean bearing in mind our memberships were around 120 people so yeah. it's a good number plus you know plus guests and then we have the end of season party we always do a big pride um kind of event so we we had 80 people marching in our pride group in London pride this year which is just fantastic and it's a great obviously thing to participate in and we all wear in our shirts and it's just yeah. visible and, and fun and then we do things like in the off season now we have a bowling league which has been running oh, for at least since I started so and at least 17 years so all the players get together and form teams of six and we have a little bowling league that runs once a month and you know it's 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 competitive there's there's trophies and winners and the trophies um oh we yeah I kind of sorted out the trophies years and years ago but they're bowling pins with like the Raiders logo um painted on by my granddad and um yeah it's just that connection and staying in touch and connected in the in-between times is is really important as you know as well as during the season and and often because we've got six teams we're all playing in different divisions so we don't see each other so it's how do we kind of have that interconnection across the whole club as well yeah. going yeah and that's a good way like to form some really good friendships with people or maybe meet someone that might not have a partner <laughs> you never know i mean it it's been known so 
I mean, I've definitely, I've got some incredibly long-standing friends um, from the club, um, like people that I've known now, 17, you know, 16, 15 years, who are How solid people. was it with, like, I knew Stu yeah. outside of that. And well, then- that's it. You know, it's people that we get involved in other aspects of our life. So, yeah, I met Stuart at Raiders, who's like a very, you know, he's, he's been there forever (laughs) Um, since since like the year 2000 I think and um yeah he he directed my web series and he met Denise at an event that I was hosting that he filmed for me and it's just it they're they're, all the talent of the people and you know within the community we can also connect yeah yeah you know it goes beyond the sport and like I've I've lived you know as housemates with other members and um you know definitely some incredible friendships and I think it might be true that I hold the record for being engaged to the most club members but uh <laughs> we won't talk about that <laughs> but there's I, didn't, I didn't bring that up <laughs> you know lots of lots of couples have formed um and Anna still happily happy together yeah. uh which is is fantastic so you know it's a nice way to get together because you're meeting for a reason like you're meeting to play softball and then all of the other things fall outside of that so it takes the pressure off building a bit of a community yeah that's so it's it's just it seems so organic so natural you know and that's I think one of the the nice things about it so yeah I um it was it was funny when we were having that conversation you know here at the at the party or whatever and I said I want to I want to come to games. Like I want to be the cheerleader. I'll bring the orange slices, you know, whatever. Hey, <laughs> mom. Little Little juice. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's all part of it. And so like one of the things we, we also play in tournaments and that mostly take place at the national baseball softball complex, which is in um, Slough and Ra- Raiders. Yeah, Raiders has its own tournament that we run, which is a very much a fun beginners development, like recreational tournament. So we invite teams and they're encouraged to play in fancy dress and there's a prize for the best fancy dress. And, <laughs> you know, it's it's in that kind of spirit. And we had like this year we held held it for about the, it was about the 10th year now and we had a big party afterwards and played, you know, some drinking games and things. And it was just... It was super fun. So yeah, the like the tournament days are a great day to come down to like Farnham and lots of stuff going on. It's a very family friendly sport as well. And there's, you know, kind of always music and fun. And I think the Raiders is really well known in the softball community. So people expect to see us there and kind of know that we have such a positive spirit and and approach to to playing and a a sense of fair play and like we're really obviously keen to uphold that reputation and show who we are and it it means we can be our authentic selves and that's really welcomed and um good people you know when we were when we were at two brewers with you guys you know there was there was no one there that we met that we were like oh you know like no one like everybody was was so chatty and they didn't even care like whether we played or not no that's it it's a really friendly genuine bunch of people and you know we work hard to champion that spirit and um you know it pervades definitely throughout yeah yeah very sweet very sweet that's awesome that's such a great thing to be part of and and just to be clear it's like american softball right there's no differences and as far as the rules other than the balls so it's um it's slow pitch yeah not fast pitch right it's underarm um I think the ball thing though is 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 everywhere now as in co-ed I think that's an international softball rule change really um mm -hmm. okay yeah so we have played um so that's one of the other big aspects of it is international tournaments and playing in like big uh, competitions like the gay games and the out games and like big LGBTQ sports events, but also big softball sports events. So 
like Stuart and his husband met playing in the Sydney 2002 gay games. Oh, really? That, yeah, that was how oh, they met. Yes, that's yeah. right. We did talk about so that. Ruben yeah. was there with, yeah. you know, with his American team and that was how they met. And so, um, wow. yeah, I think we must play all the same rules because we play in all those tournaments without yeah. any issues. Have yeah. you ever uh, on ESPN watched the college softball yes. Women's World Series? Yes. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it wow. is. I mean, yeah. Your whole... to see, see how you can, like, <laughs> how people can play the game and like the athleticism and skill at that elite level is is incredible. And, and you know, to see the big catches and the, the you know, the big hits and the, and the big fast. throws in. And yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. That's, it's brilliant. And that in the little kids world series. Yeah, the little watch that too. Little the little league world series. World series. Oh, yeah. oh man. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's great fun, and it's good to see it getting more coverage as sports. Yeah. And I think it's it's back in the Olympics for 2028, which is really good news. That's really um, good. Yeah, because it was the fastest softball was the fastest growing recreational sport in the UK. Like back when it was an olympic sport previously and i hope that that will um continue because I, I used to sit on the board of the like the national governing body for baseball and softball so got got involved in some of those kind of more more political aspects of it um it's but yeah thing that we have over here oh my god it's just it's totally i'm blank i just blanked we have the olympics but then we have the commonwealth games commonwealth games yeah that's that's it right yeah and it's never been in that or no i don't think i don't know i mean it could be i guess like it's big in canada and australia and south africa as well yeah yeah. so it could potentially be in the commonwealth but it hasn't been hasn't been today but the gb teams are really getting stronger so i hope that will also push the sports forward as well yeah yeah that it's what that it's back in, mm-hmm. in the olympics that's it's so true yeah yeah because oh. yeah i mean honestly I, I live for it i mean i live for the olympics and and any kind of i mean buffalo's playing tampa bay tonight at 1 a.m uh-huh. okay. <laughs> well eight o'clock your time it's a thursday night <laughs> game over there but, um yeah so yeah, I live for that kind of stuff, like that kind of excitement, because it is really, you know, rare. You know, I remember before I moved over here, the first time I was coming over to see Gemma, to see Hazel's house, to see where I was going to be living, all that kind of <laughs> stuff. You know, the first time yeah. they had tickets for a um, women's rugby uh, match somewhere far far (laughs) and a whole bunch of us piled into this van and it was like literally like a 45 minute drive to wherever this was and it was the first time I ever watched rugby Mm -hmm. you know but it was so uh like the the spectator part of it was so informal you know people were just walking around with beers and stuff and it was USA versus um Australia I think because there were people with little kangaroo balloons (laughs) Um, but I'll never forget at the, at the immigration window, like I was so panicked. Like I, this was my first international flight, you know, and I, and I'm doing it on my own to come here and, uh, I get to the window uh, and the guy says, and, uh, what is the meaning of your trip? And I'm like, I'm going to watch the rugby. Like, like, did you put a the in front of I did put a the, they do that over here, don't they? They do that I'm, over here. Oh, okay. sometimes. The rugby. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But I was so flipping excited that he just was like, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pass on through. Uh, so, yeah, it was a, it's really different. Like I, you know, I now appreciate, you know, the football so much more. Um, you know, the especially the lionesses, like watching them play is just incredible yeah there's there's something really nice about the like the profile raising of women in sport in general and that it's getting more airtime and more um fans and kind of 
building up its profile and yeah I I think that's fantastic but and also sports that um kind of do bring in like I think having co-ed sport is great because it's not very often we get to play sport together anymore you know so everything that feels really nice and also I think it means we can we're kind of at the forefront of saying like how do we start to have conversations around trans participation in sport for example and non-binary participation in sport yeah and where softball has been like a leader of everyone can play and we can all play together and there are ways we can make it happen we can perhaps be at the front of some of those conversations that include rather than exclude and um you know I think it's it's the you know it's we're having a moment where sport isn't just about men and 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 that's fantastic and it's you know it's so funny that we're talking about this and especially tonight because just earlier this evening we watched um the the uh, Wrexham on you know Disney yeah. the, the the Ryan Reynolds yeah yeah and the first one was really sad because it was all about their um the miners that ex- you know that explosion back in the 30s that killed like 266 miners or whatever and that oh. was really sad but the next one was about the women's team and mm. um how f- you know so we've watched a season and and a half you know, we're well into the second season and now they've really started spotlighting the Wrexham women's team, you know, and um, and how well they're doing. And this last one, you know, shows you that they finally, you know, jumped through all the hoops, had a perfect season, didn't lose a game, went on to their, you know, the the match that they had to play to move into the match that will put them into uh-huh. their version of the Premier League. And now they will start getting paid. You know, wow. like these women have regular jobs. One is a kitchen yeah. porter, a kitchen dishwasher. One is a, a warden at a prison, you know, not a warden, wow. but a guard at a prison. They work these full-time day jobs and they still play soccer, wow. football because they love it, you know. And here they've, you know, risen through the ranks after all this time where the whole spotlight has been on the men's team. Yeah. Because of Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney, right? Making this docu-series all about the men. And, right. you know, now they're starting to show that the women have the higher scorers, right? Wow. Like it's unbelievable. Like Rosie Hughes wow. outscored Paul Mullins. So it's, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So but it, it's, it's, that it's, recognition is, so yeah. Important. It's so important to show you know, the, the, and, and I love all these behind the scenes things now that they're making. We just watched the Matilda's one, um, which was so heartbreaking because the whole thing was leading up to the world cup because they were hosting mm-hmm. it in Australia and they, they did not <laughs> first or second, <laughs> but still like, it was really, really, really good. And the, all the coverage, um, you know, with the lionesses here, you know, the girls are just, you know, um, they're just out there you know their faces are are everywhere you yeah know. and there's no like it's taken seriously now oh, Lord, yeah. and like you know Mary Earps had to fight to get her goalkeeper shirt in the shop but it's sold out right you know right. so the goalie, the goalie yeah. you know they have all the other players you know the the yeah. strikers yeah. And, the, and you know all their jerseys are for sale in the shop yeah. but yeah. never goalie shirt and she really fought for that. And yeah, it did. It sold right out. Yeah. Is there so, a reason for that? Why? Why is that? that they, they didn't think it would sell. They didn't think of anybody would want the goalie shirt. Wow. But yeah. she's like the star player, I think. So she's the star. That's yeah, she is. Right. So that's an important spot. Yeah. Important yeah. Job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hugely. Talk about oh, the pressure. She does it so well. Yeah, I mean, that's where pressure is. That's the pressure. They like the picture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I always feel like that in, in baseball and softball. Like the pitcher is the one oh. that's constantly in motion. I have so where much respect. Yeah. Right, right? So true. much respect for anyone who wants Unsung to pitch. Unsung hero, man, the catcher. When mm. I was little, I used to idolize Johnny Bench. And he was a catcher for the Cincinnati Reds. Catfish Hunter. Catcher for the Yankees. I always loved it. Never wanted to play it. I was respected. <laughs> I was respected the position. <laughs> you know what? 
side note, um, when I played, when I sang at the um, Lucas at, at um, the Indianapolis Colts halftime show, yeah. the I was surprised to find out that the cheerleaders of professional football, the NFL cheerleaders, also have regular day jobs. That's yeah. not like mm, their job. Wow. A lot of them are hairdressers, hair hairdressers, makeup artists. Um, you didn't know that. I didn't know that. I was surprised. I learned I that by being a fan of Paula Abdul. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a job in itself to be the cheerleader, but Who I guess it? not. Yeah. You know, so, but yeah, I was surprised. They were talking about getting off from work or something. And I'm like, oh, like you have regular jobs and just that surprised me. But yeah. Yeah, it's, it is. It's, it's, it's crazy here. Like, I, I, especially in the States, like that was a wave, wasn't it? Like the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Oh, Right, that's why. Man. I thought that. Do you remember when Robin Williams came out with them one time, dressed like a cheerleader? That was like <laughs> one of the funniest things he ever did. Like it was just so perfect. But yeah, and you know, and I do, I do think I about that. That the Paula Abdul was the Lakers girl's choreographer, yeah. and mm-hmm. she was a Laker girl, you know. And then I think Janet Jackson, you know, spotted her and had yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah, oh, is, that, is that how that happened? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, I, know your I, 80s idols. <laughs> and you know what? They were really nice people too. Like I was so intimidated to meet them because that was where I was like, my place for the day was in their locker room because I you have to put your stuff down and wait till it's time to perform. And they were, I was so intimidated till I started talking to them and they were just so nice. They just yeah. were not, you know. I always uh, feel like a little bit bad. Like I feel like the players just pass them around like a bowl of nuts. You know what I mean? Uh, but you know god bless them i mean they were they really do kind of like the glue that holds two ends of the game together you know know. most people go let's miss the traffic and get out of here there's (laughs) a wait let's stay for the cheerleaders so yeah yeah they have an important job too we can't we can't forget that do you guys have cheerleaders katie well, <laughs> can I, can I to start this for you. We've over, over the years, we've definitely uh, talked about it. We've got cheers. So, like Stuart, who we've talked about um, earlier, is a is the writer of a lot of our specific cheers, um, and it's like always funny sharing them with new players who are like, "What what does that mean?" Um, uh, our favorite one is holy cow that's a foul move it over <laughs> so you know we have our cheers um and we could always do with more cheerleaders i think it's Good. uh it's it's lacking generally so yeah definitely the more the merrier yeah I mean, and there are songs to learn look at bring it on yeah yeah exactly like, like they, they i think make movies about this kind yeah. of yeah yeah, so just some blue and yellow pom poms, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah be away. Ooh, might be a whole new summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> whole thing to start. Oh man, I just, I just think what you guys are doing is is absolutely incredible. It's, 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 um, it's so much bigger and has lasted so long that you know you have to know in your hearts that it's right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. what you're doing is right. It's working. Yes. It's, you know, people love it. People are, you just said at the, at the Don French show that your signups are through the roof again. Yeah, right? that's it. You know, we know we've got a, like a, a long wait list of people who are right or rip want to start next year, who are kind of in the wings waiting to come in and looking at how, like, cause I've been working, playing with the new players this year and just seeing how they've, come into their own and developed as players but also just as members of the club and found like their own little community and been part of the wider community it's it, it's yeah. incredible but also you know they're they're tw- some of them are 20 years younger than me they're they're the future of the club they're right, right. You know, if they get into it the way my kind of generation has then they'll yeah. be the people who are sitting on the committee you know, in 10 years time and leading the new team and, yeah, you know, doing all of these things. And, and that's just brilliant to see as well, that there's a future. Um, and 
yeah people want to play but also they want that thing that being on a team like this gives them which you just yeah. it's hard to find somewhere else exactly oh, yeah. and you guys it's it seems like you don't have a huge fall off rate you know like people that come want to play they want to be yeah there. there's the you miss it it's for a legitimate reason they yeah that, i think that's that's yeah. that's fair there's 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 certainly a consistent number of people that come back year on year there's i mean people do leave we have like for example we have a lot of expat members and often they you know which is it, that's also a brilliant thing about the club is it brings together people from all over the world but you know not not everyone's around forever so some people will go back home or they or move, move on yeah. you know and I think as one of the big things has been people having families has kind of been one of the reasons people have stepped down but there there is yeah there's people that were around the year I started or within a few years after that are also still playing um, and also you can go away and come back like when I was when I was ill obviously I didn't play for it a few years when I was sick and but I came back and I was able to come back and say, this is all I can manage. Yeah. yeah. This is what I can manage. How can I find my way back in? And, you know, a couple of years on from that, I'm now club manager. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that you can kind of participate at any level that you want as well and, and kind of have the relationship. That's, yeah, that that's a really nice thing there. There's no enormous pressure, Yeah. Um, you know, to have to be there you know yes we're not like, going to fold if one person right, can't make right. it exactly. yeah yeah that was always yeah you know, like in my mind when I was younger I played on so many different leagues and teams and you know I mean there would be days that I'd be like riding my bike to go play in a volleyball match and halfway there I'd be like fuck it's softball day and then yeah. like turn around and have to go to softball so I always had my mitt on my bike you know like hanging <laughs> on my handlebar that. Um, but yeah, it was like, it, 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 there was so much, you know, to do in a summer yeah. that it was insane. Like, I don't ever remember like saying, I don't have anything to do. I'm bored. You, know, you <laughs> have to say that because your mom will be like, I'll give you something to do. And like, no, no, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean clean. No, no, no. Yeah. Washed in that restaurant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it was, that was a nice thing too, is that, uh, at the age where my mother did open the restaurant, you know, like I didn't have, um, like I, I used to always want to be there because it was in a mall who wouldn't want to be there, you know, but during the day, like, nope, nope, nope. Going to, I'm going to play. I'm going to play. I'll, I'll go with you on the late shift or whatever, but you know, not, you know, not during the day, like nothing interfered with it. It was just crazy, you know? And it's so weird. Like I read this thing, I think it was like probably on Facebook or some social that said one day you guys, all your friends went out to play and you didn't know it was the last time. Aww. It's, like, Aww. it's so true. Like I can't yeah. go back to that exact time and right. try and remember it or figure it out or, right. you know, but that's exactly how it happens. It's just really sad, but like, you know, you have all your memories and everything of it and, and how fun it was. And, and yeah, um, yeah like, I, I feel like I get the impression a lot of particularly the American members come and try, you know, have that nostalgia aspect for that childhood experience and yeah. find a place they can recapture some of that. Yeah, but, you know, with alcohol. You're so. doing, yeah. <laughs> you guys are experiencing it for the first time and we're stepping up like <laughs> Yeah. 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 It's like the old days. <laughs> yeah. It's really sweet. I just I think it's just uh you know, it was it's 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 really on the cusp of getting bigger and bigger, just like all women's sports, you know, like just watching the you know, the Vegas the basketball team, you know, the girls, the girls Vegas team won. And it's like the aces won the NBA cup, you know, and it's like, I didn't even know Las Vegas had a team. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I only think it's like Boston, New York and LA, you know, like I don't really. So yeah. Vegas yeah. seems to like poach teams from other cities, doesn't it? And yeah. <laughs> like buy yeah. them and bring totally. them in. 
but yeah. you know the funny thing too is that we when we were watching um the uh the matildas it, it was like we had just finished watching like the world you know the world cup and everything and they were really praising you know the women coaches and then i think the sad part about the world cup was how all the attention went to spain for the wrong reasons for that coach yeah that yeah and causing a whole huge yes whatever and he's out and now there's a woman coaching you yeah know? and we were saying you would think that more men's teams would start trying to poach some women coaches because they're that good you it's, know they're that i think it's starting to happen but I yeah do. there's there's still a stigma it's like referees yeah you know yeah <laughs> but but yeah there's such a stigma say. around so, you know some kind of being model toddlers they yeah i just women mentality. are gonna come in and soften these guys up and it's like are you kidding me yeah that that it's going to be detrimental and no, when all the evidence i think is, is to the con is to the contrary yeah but I do think there are such amazing women's coaches over here. Really, I mean, it's it's crazy. It 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 just blows my mind when I see these. You know, I guess you know we were we were watching Save Our Squad too with David Beckham, and 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 it's amazing to me that these young men are coaching these little kids, and they're coaching them like they're regular athletes. You know what I mean? They're not being overly you know delicate yeah. <laughs> delicate with them <laughs> they're dropping f-bombs and whatnot but <laughs> I just think it's um I think that they have a misconception that women are going to be you know exactly huggy, huggy and, exactly you know yeah, let's right, talk about right. your feelings are your feelings, right, right. Your feeling, you know? yeah, yeah and I think yeah if I don't know if you anywhere of those people came to like a co-ed game of softball they would see that you know, a lot of those gender roles just don't play out. The team, the team is really the team, don't. and you know, any any what member of the team could hit a home run or, you know, make that throw or right. You know, the thing is too, what is they need to do. Good coaches understand that every single player is an individual yes. personality. Yeah, you know, like you can instill a you know a, a winning mindset, you know, a championship mindset as a whole but each player is so individual that you can't what works for this person isn't yeah. for that person you know and, and, and that's right. really you know that I think the key to it so that's it I love that and, you guys embrace that well I mean that we you know we want to play to our strengths and yeah. some of our strengths is that we yeah we come with this authentic kind of queer camp spirit that we bring <laughs> yeah. and the fun and you know, we we are appreciated amongst the other teams for that level of fun and and fair play. And, you know, we can kind of spread, you know, our authenticity and joy through that, which is also fantastic. Yeah, definitely. It is the key to it. Like you always hear, it sounds like such bullshit when they go, just go out there and have fun. You're like, oh, fuck you, man. Like I got to run, I got to throw, I got to, I got to, you know, I'm going to slide, I'm going to hurt myself. Yeah. <laughs> But you really do, yeah. Fun, you know, and it, that's the part that you can can't lose sight. sight well, of. that and like, yeah, when when you're rallying together, and you know, you can't, you know, very rarely you make a play on your own. You're relying on your teammates. Course, like yeah. you're throwing a ball to them, or you know, they're throwing a ball to you, or you know, that communication and and working together, and yeah, you can't underestimate how positive that is when it when it pays off. Right. It's it's really really, you know it's a it's a longstanding tradition that camaraderie and and that um, you know that sounds so corny to say but that team spirit is really you know it's it's everything it it's yeah. it really is it's 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 amazing and I think you know yeah. you guys putting that out there and having such a good response it's it's incredible I can't um I can't wait to slice up oranges and come and spectate. yes definitely <laughs> and like some of our new players have said to me this year that like the weekly game has been their mental health 
activity for them it's improved their well-being and or they felt like low and a bit like oh do I really want to go but they've come along and come away feeling much better at the end of it I feel that way about everything you know me <laughs> part of the battle is getting me out the door and then yeah. once, once I'm out the door I'm fine but and, yeah but that's, it's, it is a, you know it's so great to know that we're improving people's lives just yeah. by doing something that we want to do and having fun and oh, great. yeah CJ you could come over here and not have that pressure yeah um, come and join Raiders yeah. <laughs> you guys nice to me if I swung and missed or didn't make exactly <laughs> exactly we we played one game at a tournament a couple of weeks ago and in the entire game no one made it to first base oh see okay. so <laughs> gotta think of the positives right yeah well it's only one game that happened exactly i playing for 17 years but you know it was no pressure no one got angry we all just every time the next person went up to bat we were like right this is the time you know and we just stayed positive <laughs> so yeah. true. so true oh my friend I am so happy to see you and so I'm so glad we got to talk about this yes thank this, you uh, for that um, first sports show oh yeah. well hopefully it opens the the floodgates for for many more because there are you know lots of other LGBTQ sports teams in London and in the UK you know there's netball there's swimmers there's runners there's and it's it's great that we're creating these positive spaces because I think a lot of people had negative experiences at school and Probably, you know were yeah. either made fun of or bullied or were the last person to be picked like you talked about Jay and yeah. Yeah. um it's great that we're now making spaces where we define the spirit and the atmosphere and yes. you know create what we want to see out of those exactly those exactly. activities very well yeah. said very well said well I'm probably going to see you soon because I owe you a couple of tins and uh, <laughs> and a gift from the cruise. <laughs> so we have to have you For over. For sure. Soon. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, guys. That was super fun. Awesome. Great Thank to you. see you. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Go get ready for the real football. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. Hey, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Why do you always run? Like, never stop chasing your dreams. <laughs> We drank way too much whiskey. Uh -huh. yeah, see? See? My addiction is you.
to her touch, that's true. 